Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Nassiman Hockey Podcast with James Nichols and John Zella. Welcome back to the Isles Fix Postgame Show with the Nassiman Hockey Podcast. I'm John Zella. To my left, I suppose, on a, on a screen, uh, but to my left on the screen is James Nichols of the fourth period. How are you, buddy? I'm doing swell. How are you? I'm all right. The, the 7.30 start throws me off, I, I, I have to admit. Um, I didn't. It's, it's a little tough, you know. The game ending at ten, we get on this at ten fifteen. It it throws my whole thing off. Uh, bed bedtime's a uh, consistent ten o'clock for me, so I I gotta gotta hit the hay. This is a, another late one, and <laughs> I, mean, I I, pl- I played uh, two. I played back to back men's league games. Oh, you must Sunday be exhausted. Night. Um, so I'm gonna be tired for the rest of winter, probably. <laughs> Uh, likely just right in through April there, uh, turn into spring. I'll, I'll probably uh, get my energy back. But yeah, that was a tough. I regretted it like after the first period, for sure. I, I didn't mind it as much. It works out pretty decent for my schedule. Finish one thing and uh, you know a- after nine to five, and then start the next. And uh, here we are. So worked out pretty well for me. Sorry, pal. No, it's 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 good. I'm like not. I didn't sleep well last night too. So it's like a couple days rolling now in a row where uh, things not going well in the sleep department. But what is going well? Yeah, is an, an Islanders bounce back win against a yeah. team that they should beat. Absolutely. Um, we're not going to discuss the the Toronto game. Uh, you can catch that in the episode uh, release on Thursday morning prior to mm-hmm. their their following game. Um, whom. I can't remember who that's against, and that's not our problem right now. But uh, in Keith Yandel's Ironman streak record-breaking game, um, the Islanders, if you looked at some stats, you would think, wow, they played such a tight game. If you watched some of it, you may have thought that at times and the complete opposite at others. So let's go at it down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Give, give us the highlights. Give us the lowlights. Uh, like Lou Lamorello likes to do, let's start from the net out. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was Ilya Sorokin's performance. And it's not something that we often have to talk about negatively. Um, he wasn't himself tonight, though. I don't know if you've noticed if you noticed the same thing. It started with the quick goal from Claude Giroux, 
from the far side, uh, pretty much on the wall, uh, surprised him, handcuffed him, and banked in off his pad. From there, it just didn't look like it was his game. You know, he seemed shaky, and it almost felt like every puck thrown on net had a chance to go in. Um, a yeah, couple maybe. of big saves, a couple of good saves positionally. Um, yeah. However, not his best game. Listen, we're 33, 34 in now, and he started the majority of them. It's bound to happen. He gets a pass. He's been a workhorse. But, yeah, this definitely wasn't his best game. Uh, the rebound control wasn't there. Some little yeah. plays. I think those small things that the Islanders goaltenders have just done well over the last few years, including Sorokin. And he's, yeah. even when he should have been, it should have been good enough for him to steal a game. The Islanders haven't been able to always put that together. Um, tonight, they helped him a little bit. They limited yeah. the shots, only 17, um, which may be a low against all season. I didn't have time to check it. Um, before we got this started, that may be the least amount of shots against that they've allowed all season. Um, Sorokin allows three goals. They did what they had to do in front of him. So that's true. For, for a change, if you want to take some a positive out of it, um, they were able to help Sorokin just get through it. They got him the win. It wasn't the most pretty. His stats will hurt a little bit from this. Not the biggest. Not not the end of the world. Not the biggest deal. Right. We we move on. Plenty of games to, to kind of get your mojo back. Uh, I, I'm not afraid. This did not no no intrusive thoughts. Kind of getting in here about Sorokin had a bad game. Yeah, Everyone has no. a bad game. And you remember, it, just remember this. Every, anytime you want to get on some, a goalie's case, Martin Brodeur, known to be the best goalie. You can argue Hashik is better. We can have that discussion in the offseason when we need, really need things to talk about. But as far as wins and shutouts and in cups and Olympic and whatever, he also leads in losses. Yeah. Remember that it's not always pretty. The stat lines aren't always great. Right. Um, so keep that in mind when, when we're kind of going at different players and goal, like there's, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, for sure. Continuing that theme though, of, of working from the net out, uh, we could talk about the defense a little bit. And like you said, uh, they, they stepped up and they did what they had to, uh, to keep, you know, Sorokin in the game uh, and, and helped him get get the win. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job in front of him. One of the uh, the goals that stood out to me the most was that goal um, by by I forget his first name, but his last name is Mayhew for the Flyers. Listen, it was a good move, good move for Mayhew. Um, he he deked Soro- uh not Sorokin. I'm sorry, Dobson out of his shorts um, and, and just put a good shot on net. Now, was it the best uh, positional? play by Dobson not in the slightest and also uh Brock Nelson was a little bit out of position there too it was a um, miscommunication Nelson who was there. a center uh was in a four and four situation needs as yes. AJ Molesco pointed out he's in a winger situation there mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a communication breakdown uh between the two uh Dobson kind of lets him go Nelson turns his back a little bit uh Mayhew some fancy footwork if you kind of go back and rewatch yeah. that um, that's what a lot of if you watch kids and different things kind of going up through uh, the ranks now when they're practicing, that's the kind of skating that they're doing. And that's particularly the reason I think yeah. that he he kind of exemplified why that that kind of training is necessary and just a good shot just gets it off short side um, is able to kind of turn his body just right. And, uh, you know, stroke is not able to get squared up to the puck in time. So, yeah, yeah. definitely a little bit of a, of, of a letdown there. Yeah, absolutely. And then 
moving on to the forwards. Um, good game pretty much all around. One thing I did say about Oliver Wallstrom in his first game back since being benched um, was that he just looked like he was trying a little too hard not to make a mistake, in my opinion. Um, had some good uh, good moments, had some shaky moments. Um, but overall, he played a pretty good game. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from him in that first goal, uh, screening the goaltender uh, off, off a good shot from Dobson. Um, played a little physical. He also had his downs where he tried to deke through defenders, just like Trot said he shouldn't be trying to do. Um, so he had some good moments. He had some bad moments. Um, but it was a, a, a pretty good game from him overall. And don't look now, but Mr. Zach Parise has six points in his last seven games. Don't look now. So, yeah, the and the, the power play goal, too. Excellent power play goal, that which was also assisted by Parise, right? Uh, Parise finds Barzal on the doorstep, and he goes top cheddar. So it, everything everything about the offense looked pretty good this game. I, I liked what I saw. They They came out a little slow, but then they wound up picking it up and securing the win. So Trotz, speaking of the offense, Trotz starts the game. We hear kind of in the morning skate and in yesterday's practice um, that there's a little bit of a line blender going on. He's yeah. trying to be, uh, uh, as, as the Alice Fix newsletter said, he was the, the mad scientist. He's kind of moving things around. Uh, we're getting a different look on offense. Bavillier, uh seemed to be the next man up um, in that, that top line winger role uh, next to Barzell. Um, it didn't last long. It lasted maybe two or th- two shifts. Um, 13 and, and 27, Barzell and Lee are reunited. A goal immediately. Yeah. Um, did it not work from what you saw? Was it not really enough? Um, what, what did, what kind of sense did you get? Cause the lines were, it, it kind of like evened out after that kind of moving forward. But, um, did you get any sense of if that was working or not? Well, so what I think happened was, you know, the, the like we said earlier, they, they came out really slow. And I think part of the reason why they came out really slow was just because those aren't the usual lines. I, now, I, I can't speak to if they uh, practiced like that this morning or even yesterday, um, but I believe the- they did. I believe that was the um, those the lines and I had saved them somewhere. Uh, but yeah, Bavillier, Barzell, Bailey, Lee, Nelson, Bellows, and now um, those in, were the lines at practice. Um, those were the lines in warmups. Um, I believe at least yesterday things were going through. Um, again, because it was in the newsletter this right. morning, um, because that's where I get my news as well, and um, as as all of you should. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that the line blender it was kind of going a little bit, and I was curious to see if it was going to work. I, I really do want. Bavillier and Barzell think long term, barring any other moves, right? We, we, yeah, it's I'm kind of tired of speculating. We'll talk about that on the actual full episode. But so in the meantime, you know, we're talking about one singular game here. I was looking forward to seeing if it would work or not. Yeah, right, because then the next option after that, frankly, is either don't touch it, leave it alone, uh, leave Barzell Bailey until Palmieri comes back, and that's it. Or yeah. you gotta try Wallstrom. You're running out of ideas here. Either yeah. leave it alone or or try him. Right? You can't just keep yeah. trying these different players. They want consistency. That was what Barzell said uh, earlier this week. He was looking for some consistency. You, you just kind of have to leave it alone at a certain point. 
Um, Trotz had his reasons. Maybe you, you separate them for a bit. You put them back together. Maybe things are uh, a little, they, they gel a little bit better. It's a little bit of a refresh. I don't know that two or three shifts is enough time to, you know, well, make right. the hard girl fonder kind of thing. But um, it seemed to work pretty quickly. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You know, I, I think the reason why the lines went back to, you know, their usual was just because they started off slow and Trotz didn't want to, you know, allow a team that has lost 12 straight in a row uh, break that streak against the Islanders. So uh, he put his lines back together and, and, you know, I guess that absence did make the heart grow fonder because it was a pretty quick, uh, you know, I think it was it was 40 something seconds between uh, the Flyers second goal and the Islanders first goal when Leon Barzell were reunited. Uh, pretty goal, too. So uh, good. You know, it was good to see that at least that when they were put back together, it it, it did work. So any other highlights or lowlights um, before we hit our break in, in a few minutes here? Um, that, that, that was really it. Uh, one of the other plays that stood out to me in this game actually was, uh, a little give and go between Barzell and Chara. Uh, Chara received that, that go from, from Barzell skated the puck into a high danger spot, wound up hitting the post, but hey, good move from the 44 year old. You might not see it too many times after this, but, uh, it was good to see him getting in the, uh, offensive mix a little bit, at least. Yeah, I think so. Speaking, going back to the to the back end, I did like that. I, I had a, a tweet fired up. Uh, I shared it with you and Joe. I won't <laughs> share it here to get the cat out of the bag, but it's it's a yeah. good one. Um, Charles, hopefully you'll use it. Hopefully, I use it. I keep <laughs> every time he's on the ice, I pull it. I pull up the drafts and every I, time. my my fingers over hovering over the tweet button, <laughs> um, ready to ready to fire it off there. But another defender, and you know, I'll say this: Green stays has been consistent. Chara has been quiet right I and think that's for the okay most, and that's okay right unnoticeable not a lot going on there i'm fine with that totally cool with not paying that much attention to what he's doing yeah at times you do see him not have that step um you know he could be playing against a 28 year old and they just look quicker next to him right like that was really never his game and there were there were instances in even in this game where Char was behind the net and a player just kind of came up and and, and kind of got under skin a little bit and, and and under the stick and whatever and um Char is able to just because he has a longer stick able to get the puck out of there but it's always yeah. close there's always a couple moments but he's been largely unnoticeable which is fine I think I want to give some credit to Robin Sallow here okay um, and I'm wondering again this is probably a topic for the next episode um and I promise we'll be better about not saying that a thousand times um, in each one of these <laughs> um, as, as we get used to this, but um, it, particularly in this game, again, more than a quiet game, he's kind of just been a, a steady defender on that power play where, yeah. you know, he's, he's able to keep the puck in, he's able to like, find the open man and just kind of dish it off and not play quarterback, but he, he's directing traffic a little bit. He's able yeah. to move that puck around and I want to give him credit, right? I think, um, when Pulak returns, it's gonna be a really hard decision uh, for for Trotz to make. I, I don't think that we should talk about it quite now, just because we don't have the time. Right. But I I, I do want to give him credit. He's out there. He's playing with poise. He's able, he's not again. He's not getting himself in trouble. I'm not seeing tweets. I'm not seeing it myself. Yeah, where he's getting himself in the trouble. And I, I think that's really important. What do, you, what do you think about his play so far? No, yeah, I totally agree with you. And and I'll add one thing that I, I enjoy seeing from him too is when you know when he 
does opt to shoot, uh, he's finding a way to get the puck through to the net. You know, it's not one of those shots that are being consistently blocked from the blue line. And that's something that the Islanders kind of lack, right? A lot of their shots wound up wind up getting blocked from, from that blue line. Dops oh, the Flyers were better eating pucks for breakfast. Yeah. Tonight. So, it was it could have been a poor shot selection, which we're going to talk about soon. And the, the Flyers just kind of doing a good job. Yeah. So I, 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 th- I think that's a balance there. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, like I said, Salo's been one of the better uh, defensemen at getting shots through traffic um, and creating scoring chances. And that's what you want to see from a young offensive guy like him. Absolutely. We're going to keep this on schedule. Uh, we, <laughs> we said we'd keep this to 30, 40 minutes. So we're <laughs> going to qu- hit a quick ad break um, and we'll be right back. Nassim and Hockey is brought to you by DraftKings. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with huge odds boosts for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nassiman Hockey is also brought to you by Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let wild hairs wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here with the best tools to get you ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use promo code NHP20 for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you show up your grooming game routine with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make sure each and every day is a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts, nicks, and everything else on your body. It even has a 400K LED spotlight so you can shave in the dark. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with the Performance Package 4.0. Their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep you comfy everywhere. Trust me, they're a big hit. Wearing them right now, and I love them. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code NHP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code NHP20. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Welcome back. Those uh, those ads get more and more fun every time. Every time. Um, so I, I think going going through the, the rest of the game here and, and trying to figure out figure out where the Islanders are still some bad plays uh, in, in this, in the second period, 
Um, a, a lot of rushed plays. I want to go back to Walshman in particular on this point. Um, and because you had mentioned some things about his game and uh, Trot sitting him and, and so on. I thought at times he's trying to make decisions quicker. I can't tell if his, his hands are too quick for his mind or his mind is too quick to, for his hands. He's just trying to rush plays, I think is what I'm trying to say. That yeah. he's he's trying to force things um, that aren't there and just trying to make... He sees something there. There's probably too many bodies between the puck and where he wants it to go. They're getting intercepted. What, what else were you seeing in this game that you, maybe you didn't say before? Or do you, you gr- disagree with that? No, no, I, I don't disagree. I think that he, you know, he in when he was playing in juniors, he was, you know, notorious for being able to deke through, um, you know, defenders and and snipe a goal top shelf, and you know that was that was pretty much his forte. That's really what you know put him on the map as a sniper. Um, at the NHL level, that's just not going to work. So what he really needs to figure out is how to create that room for himself where he can still get a shot off. It might not be, you know, deking through defenders, but if he can just, you know, back them off a little bit and get a shot through, it might still be just as effective. So he's just got to figure out uh, on, on his own personal level how to create his own space um, and so so he can get his shots off. Because, um, you know, the deking through the defenders and trying to thread needles through through defenders at the NHL level, that stuff's not going to work anymore like it did in juniors. So I think Trotz um, is looking for him to make the safe plays and not yeah. like I, I think not just boring because it's the Islanders and blah, blah, blah. But I think there's just certain plays when when it's two on three, you're in the middle of a shift nearing the end. Make the safe play. Yeah. Find a soft air of the ice and, and get it in there. Cycle the puck a little bit more. Find some of those open areas for yourself. Um, even on the power play, he seems to kind of think that he's Alex Ovechkin. And he's got quite a great shot, but he's not quite there as far as, you know, leveling up to that, you know, an, an Ovechkin-style uh, thing, especially, you know, with how much uh, the grade eight score on the power play. He's, he's got a long way to go. Yeah. But he's, he's not moving around. The whole power play looks a little kind of stale in there. They're trying to figure things out. Um, they had some success. Uh, tonight against the Flyers, but it it's not enough from him in particular. Someone that wants that puck, he's got to move a little bit. Um, he's got to move his feet when he's making passes. He's just kind of hoping things are hap- going to happen and, and kind of fall into place. And I think what he needs to realize is there's a little more effort that needs to go in um, yeah. in order to make that happen. So I, yeah, wasn't... I, I think the Ovechkin comparison is interesting, right? Because, you know, Ovechkin is... At this point, you know, especially on the power play, he's not a mobile scorer, right? Most of his most of his goals come on the power play, and he's standing in that that same exact spot every time. And I think that the Islanders are trying to kind of replicate that, especially because Trotz did utilize this at one point in his own career with the that Capitals power play. So I think I think Wallstrom's trying to and and the Islanders power play and Trotz himself are trying to replicate that. However, it's just not the same because they had other threats on that power play like TJ Oshie, who the defenders were also trying to occupy. And they had facilitators like Nicholas Backstrom and Evgeny Kuznetsov who could thread needles and and get those passes through to Ovechkin. So I understand the Islanders have Barzell and, and he's, listen, playing fantastic and largely driving the offense all on his own. Um, but it's not the same power play. And even at five on five, yeah, Wallstrom still has to move his feet a little bit. 
and and try to you know get shots off in in that sense as well. I've seen him do it before. He scored a couple of very nice goals, um, one or two while moving his feet. He just doesn't do it often enough, and and a lot of it just his scoring opportunities come stationary. So I think that's one of the biggest things he needs to work on is moving his feet while the gears are turning in his brain and he's shooting the pucks. Right. I think at the same time, him and Noah Dobson need to create some chemistry. Yeah. They're both, they're both really young. They're going to be on this team for a long time. Even in this game, and we talked about it last episode um, before we spoke with David Pagnota. Um, I said it in the in the post game that we did last Tuesday. Yeah. Um, after some game, I can't remember. There's actually quite a bit now, so it's hard to remember who they're playing. It's another point. Flyers game. Probably the Flyers, as I say. It's probably <laughs> it the was. Flyers. Uh, the NHL was like, you're not going to play anymore. And the Islands fans are like, but what if you did? And like, okay, just the Flyers, though. So it's, yeah, it's been one of those weeks where they're playing them uh, three times. And They don't meet again until March, so don't worry. Good. All right, we got a little bit of a break here. Um, but we've, not- we've noted it a couple times now, and I even saw it again tonight against the yeah. Flyers in the power play where – for whatever reason, it's it's not a very it's not a far pass. It's not a very difficult pass, but they're just not able to connect on it. It's right. like too far on uh, Wallstrom's front foot, similar to your um, the shot that you took for to break the puck for your kid <laughs> with the powder in it. Too far on the front foot there. You never you're gonna, you're losing all your momentum. Uh, your your body weight shifted too far forward. Dobson's <laughs> giving him a similar pass there, where it's too far on his front foot. And Dobson's trying to shift. Um, at this point, Dobson should be able to anticipate. All right, he he passes a little in front of me here. I, yeah. I got I got to square up a little bit differently. I got to get in a different position. They kind of just keep doing the same thing. So I think it's on both of them to figure that out together. Um, you think they have enough practice time or that two week span where they were bare, barely playing? Pass the puck to each other. You're, you're talking about a ten foot pass. Get the puck on each other's stick. Put it in the wheelhouse for him. Ask him where he wants it. Stay on the ice after practice and, and get it done. Um, this can be a really important part of the Adams moving forward, especially if they make the playoffs. They're going to need their power play to be clicking. Um, but even Barzell trying to force those plays through the middle to get to Wallstrom. Yeah. He's probably seeing Dobson not able to connect. He's trying to get it to Wallstrom because that's a good option. Um, luckily, I will say you know a bright spot is I like Peugeot in that bumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the high slot, he is able to kind of corral pucks after either an errored pass or whatever is happening. He's able to kind of get the puck back and retrieve it and dish it off to Dobson or Barzell to do that. Um, speaking of Barzell, on fire as of late, yeah. carrying the offense or whatever the Islanders consider that part of their game to be. Um, for many, it's not, it's not very offensive, um, especially in this game. And one of our last points here, do you notice that there's a lot of, I would have liked to see them shoot moments Yeah. in this game? Yeah, I've definitely noticed an abundance of those moments. And it's come from not just, you know, one or two players. It's come from a lot of players. Um, a lot of, you know, trying to just make that extra pass when you don't have to. Uh, there was a, a another chance tonight for, for I, I believe it was Parise after he scored. Um, he tried to make another, you know, an, an extra pass, like not 30 seconds later. And if he would have shot the puck, he probably would have had a second goal of the night. Uh, I think Barzell had a, had an opportunity as well that he opted to pass rather than shoot. So yeah, just one too many passes coming from, uh, from, from the forwards, uh, in the offensive zone. 
And, uh, you know, that that mindset's probably got to got to change, you know, just a little bit and, and just get pucks on net. You know, good things happen when you shoot the puck. We've seen it plenty of times now, um, especially, you know, look at the first goal against the Islanders for, for Giroux. He just threw it at the net and it found its way in. So just shoot the puck. Yeah, their their high danger chances are not quite the same as they've been in years past. So that part yeah. of the their you know, when you're analyzing the numbers for this team, it's a little bit different. Now they they're they're having their shots suppressed from everywhere. Their offense isn't quite the same as far as their energy is concerned for whatever reason. Um, so they do need to just get pucks to the net. There were a number of opportunities. Barzell, Bailey, Parise, as you pointed out. Um, they just I even hear uh, Butchie on the broadcast just beside himself incredulous watching these plays and he's like what what ha- what happened he like can't he can't even put the words together as he's so surprised by the lack of just getting the puck to the net as you said um there's not a lot of you know sniper type players Nelson is capable of it Barzell is capable of it um they could always use somebody else again I'm that that's kind of getting to be a tired storyline. We know that. We've known that. Um, the Islanders have needed a top-line winger for over a decade. Uh, we're kind of done discussing that at this point. But <laughs> um, at least tonight, it, it's always a decent topic. We're just It's just tired, right? I kind of want to yeah. deal with, like we start, like we started the show. At a certain point, you got to deal with what you have, right? Palmieri's going to come back. You kind of maybe figure some things out. It yeah. does add a little bit of depth. Um regardless of what he did in the early part of the season. But I would like to see them shoot more, not even just on the power play, right? I get you being strategic and all that's fine. But on on rushes or just different opportunities, um, they have to find a way, kind of like Chara just getting that puck in the net and and crashing, get getting guys there, going to the dirty yeah. areas. I see a lot of them getting out of the way. Um, when, when the puck is low, you're kind of giving the goalie their eyes back when they definitely had it, especially against Martin Jones, yeah. um, who's really not been good for the last little while, no. um, the last few seasons. There's no reason why you, you can't score more than four on him um, and kind of struggle to do, do so, right? I think the Islanders doubled the Flyers up in shots this game. Yeah. Um, at least 34 to 17 or something in and around that. Yeah, it was actually, it was 33 to 17. I was just going to say, you know, it's interesting, too, because we're talking about they could have shot the puck a couple more times. They put 33 shots on net. So, um, you know, we talk all the time about this team needs shooters. This team needs shooters. They put 33 shots up tonight. Um, and, yeah, they do often, you know, choose to pass the puck one extra time too many. Um, and, you know, it the shot doesn't end up getting on net. Um, but they put up 33 tonight. And, you know, it, more, more regularly as this schedule has finally, you know, gotten some consistency and, and have been regular, you know, they're, they're shooting more and more and, and they're scoring more and more. I think they're averaging something like three goals a game, you know, at, at it's this close. Point. It's so, I think 2.8. Uh, they showed it at the beginning of the show here at, yeah. at the beginning. I mean, the and then they scored four. So and they, they scored it, four, right? So it could be closer now to three, maybe just a little bit over. So um, they're, they're shooting, they're scoring. Um, so, you know, it's again, you know, and this is maybe something that we'll talk about for, you know, Thursday morning's episode, but they have the shooters. They just need they just need to make sure they continue finding the back of the net. It's it's interesting. And I'll make this note. Um, you know, they have 
uh, they need a facilitator, but they're overpassing. <laughs> Are they overcompensating? Right. Because that's what I'm seeing, and that's you know that's kind of a point where I'm watching the last three games, and I'm going. I mean, I kind of get what Pagnota was saying. At the same time, I kind of I'm what I'm seeing on the ice. I disagree. Right. right, I'm seeing overpassing. Is that the wrong guys making the passes? Is that somebody that they they need to uh, kind of reconstruct what those lines look like if they did add somebody like that? I think too many questions for us to answer right now, but something worth thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing I did want to note um, was uh, Barry Trotz's comments on Oliver Waltram's game tonight. Uh, And he actually said that I really liked Wally's response. Uh, I think he had five shots, but only two hit the net. Uh, There was only one play I wish he could take back. But other than that, he was solid. He's better when he keeps it simple. And then he's uh, and then his skill comes out. So uh, good to see that the coach likes what he sees from from Wallstrom in a, in a, uh, a game where he comes back, um, you know, that shouldn't, <laughs> that should signal that he'll be in the lineup next game. I don't think that was ever going to be a long-term move. I don't think it was either. It was just, you know, I, I, I'll admit, and again, we're kind of blowing it. We I guess we just won't talk about it, uh, the next episode, but I, I didn't think that that was the right game to do it against Toronto. Um, we can dive into that just because they wound up scoring one goal and, that seems really silly to me. Um, I get doing it. Yeah. I get trying to time it right. And that's difficult. And it's the next game up. And it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not the team to do it against. The Islanders are two. Uh, what, what's the stat? It's, it's something. Two, 10 and something. Not good against. Two, 10 teams. and three. Being outscored 46, 21 so far this season against teams in playoff position. You don't sit that kind of guy against the Maple Leafs. Who are coming in? They they're playing for for Tavares um, on Long Island. That's an important game. You you gotta have your best lineup. That's not now nothing against Zarnik, right? You could argue Bellows Zarnik. You can yeah, at a certain yeah. point interchange whatever. Although Bellows has quietly been good. I thought he had another pretty good game here. He's doing a lot of those little things right. Um, possibly a future. Bellows, Peugeot, Wallstrom, third line, or whatever kind of combination where um, Bellows is playing a little bit of more of that that kind of safe offensive game, um, and then with a little bit of upside, that's pretty much Parise and lower cap hit. Um, well, Parise's cap hit's pretty low as well. Um, couple couple of comments here before we wrap it up. Uh, coming in from viewers, which thanks for joining us live. It's a little late, um, late for everybody, so we we really appreciate that. Um, Kirsten McCammon says, do you think Sorokin seeing such a few shots was a factor in his shakiness tonight? Maybe outside of that first goal. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, he said openly that he likes to have a heavier workload. Um, you know, he didn't play in, I think it was four or five days. Uh, the last game he played was against Arizona on Friday. So, you know, he's probably just, you know, shaking off a little bit of rust and, uh, you know, only 17 shots in a game. Yeah, you, you, yeah. at some points he was probably standing there saying, you know, I want to get in on the action. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see that being a factor. But listen, you know, all goaltenders every once in a while have a bad game. Um, and, you know, I don't really think it's anything to be worried about moving forward. Uh, Sorokin will be just fine. And it was, you know, they still got the win. So uh, he was good enough. Absolutely. And our buddy here, you're going to pronounce his name. Um, I'm sorry. His, oh, Noah Wexblatt. Their their name. Um, Noah Wexelblatt. 
Yeah, so you're yeah, your your buddy here. <laughs> um he says what drives me nuts uh sorry. They said what drives me nuts is standing around on the on the power play makes it so predictable. We we talked about that earlier um in in this post game that that's a little bit of the issue. It makes the passing more difficult, makes them more predictable. Um it should make it easier to connect those passes for some reason it's not. Um sometimes that movement and and putting the puck into areas and making those area passes um, gets a little momentum. You get the juices flowing. You start, you know, you got to hockey is so is more like chess than anything else. You're just waiting for a breakdown and to capitalize on it. When you're not making the other team move, you're not creating an opportunity for a mistake right. to be able to capitalize. So they're just in position. The puck's going to the point. Dobson or whomever take a shot and it's blocked. Right. I saw that a few times. That's not a mistake. Then they're trying to make a pass flat footed, giving these guys, yeah, the puck goes faster than you can skate. I don't know how, you know, all my coaches used to say that. Um, you can't skate out skate the puck. But a lot of teams are figuring out and they're able to anticipate what's going to happen. And no, they're not skating faster than the puck, but they're kind of Wayne Gretzky in the situation going, well, I know where it's going to go. I don't need to be faster than it. I don't need to be the fastest person on the ice. I just need to be in the right position. Right. And and they're they're kind of just outsmarting the Islanders power play. Right. The the reason why it works so well for the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin um, is because like I stated earlier, they have those playmakers and they they have the other threat like TJ Oshie, uh, Anthony Manta, even Tom Wilson scoring goals on the power play. Um, but but the reason why when Ovechkin's on the ice on the left side, he's still for some reason in, in today's day and age at 35 years old uh, and, and something like 700 and something goals in um, still gets left open because there's so much going on on the other side of the ice that he's not standing on with Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie, just rotating that puck, moving the puck, having defenders uh, switch, switch their spots, move out of their lanes. And it's creating passing lanes for them. So the Islanders have to figure out a way to get those defenders to move out of their position, move out of their lanes, and create those passing uh, passing lanes for themselves that will ultimately create scoring opportunities for a Wallstrom and a rebound chance for, for Lee. And maybe even trying Nelson on that first um, unit as well with Wallstrom, with Barzell. Nelson is far and away the Islanders' best goal scorer. He should probably be probably be on the first power play unit. I get that he's so, probably the anchor for the second, but he probably should get a, a look with Barzell. Well, a quick timeout on on what you're saying here. We did see Dobson and Barzell get a lot of time on both units tonight. That's also in, true, yeah. which included time with with Nelson. Yeah, and that's really the first time that we're seeing Trotz use his star players double a shifting. little double shifting in in this kind of capacity. Yeah. We have not seen that with the honors by and large. Unless it was, you know, uh, Barzell kind of skating with the fourth line or skating with the third line and, and kind of sneaking them in here and there. Yeah. This was yeah. like a lot of other coaches keeping their star players out for longer on the power play. And that's a big change for him. And you see it with defenders, too. That's where you saw it, right? He would put Pelic out for a double shift to, to lock down a game at the end of the game. Or, or he would do the same with Pollock, right? Um that's where you would see it, but this is, yeah, like you said, the first time you're seeing it on a power play unit, um, the first time you're seeing it for him trying to get more offense, generate more offense for the team, and it was a good call. I, I liked seeing Barzell on the power play more often. I liked seeing Dobson on the power play more often because those are your two 
play drivers right now. Those are the two that are making it work. So yeah. um, they went scoreless in their last five games on the power play. He double shifted them tonight, and next thing you know, they got another goal. So yeah, yeah it was good, off good the decision. It, it, actually, no, the Parise goal was off the rush. It was just as the power play ended, so that wasn't. It could have been no, the one before that, but it Barzell's. was close. right. But it was close. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, you're seeing Parise get some power play time as well. Yep. Um, looks good. Bailey's going in there. Salo is still getting time, like we talked about earlier. I think that's yeah. really important for kind of long term growth. It'll be interesting to see how things play out moving forward as Pulak uh, gets ready to return because Chara's. You know, they were they truly are relying on all six. This is not like last season where Dobson was kind of getting sheltered a bit. Salo's out there, right? Some yep. of what the team would call like the quote weaker defenders, Chara and Green were out near the end of the game within close proximity and shifts to each other. Um, you didn't see Mayfield out there. Yeah. You saw Chara and Green. You saw Mayfield and Pellick, maybe. Uh, you, you, were, you were seeing uh, a lot of the same defenders over and over, and that maybe the team wouldn't normally rely on if Pulak was in the lineup. Um, so I think that's just important to uh, to point out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anything else? Closing thoughts before we kind of wrap it up here. We've stayed real close to what, what we wanted to do in this post. Hey, it's better timing. than usual. <laughs> better than usual. Yeah, we were we were joking because every time we want to do this, there's usually a, a shootout or overtime or yeah. something crazy. And we're going live and it goes later into the evening uh than either of us can handle yeah um no i mean we we hope you enjoyed this listen the islanders are are, are collecting points and even you know my boss david pignota uh just recently said via twitter that the islanders are climbing they you know they got points in in their last 14 or or 14 of, of 18 uh they're doing real well but you know john accurate accurately pointed out that although it's that's real great. They need to get these points against playoff teams. Um, I believe their next contest is either is it is it against the Wild? I think it might be against the Wild. Uh, no, their, their next game is on Thursday against the Kings. So uh, they got the Kings, they got the Kraken, and then they got the Wild on Sunday. Um, so uh, you know, a couple of winnable games coming up. Then they got Minnesota, where where that's going to be a, a tough test, but. You know, they're playing good hockey. Hopefully you can see them rise to the occasion against Minnesota. Um, but before we even get there, you will get another episode uh, from us on Thursday morning. Um, and I think that's all I got, John. That's awesome. So big thank you to DraftKings. Uh, make sure to use THPM promo code with them. Uh, make sure to use that NHP20 promo code with Manscaped. Um, some great products there. Um, big thanks uh, as always to the hockey podcast network. Uh, make sure if you're, if you're looking to get into some other games and other teams around the league, they do watch alongs on YouTube. Um, they're really great. All the hosts of these podcasts and different folks are, are awesome. So definitely check them out. Uh, thanks to our partners over at Isles fix. Um, and of course, all of you, especially the ones listening live, um, really appreciate that. And, uh, even more so the people submitting questions. Uh, rate review wherever you watch or listen. Follow us uh, on social media at, at Natsman Hockey. Join our Discord. Um, you can find James' work at the fourth period. You can find mine at the Hockey Writers. And make sure, again, subscribe to Isles Fix newsletter. You get it every morning. And it is free 99. So go check it out. Yep. Sign up. Um, they're doing a giveaway. Ends in today's. Yep. Ends in on their hat. Uh, yep. Super cool. Do that. I really want it. 
would feel guilty and then I, I would if I want it and I'd give it away and then we're doing it twice and doesn't matter. Uh, so until next time, let's go on with